Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts, Welcome into episode 192 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. Your Emchuk and Coombsy with you. And as always, the show is brought to you by Batano, the 2023 EGR brand of the year. The game starts now at Batano.ca. Coombsy, my only regret in this whole Otani fiasco, there was a point where I was like, I should just put a hundred bucks on him signing with the Dodgers when it got, when the odds really shrunk. Cause I was like, then if it doesn't happen, I'll have like 180 bucks in my pocket and I won't be as upset. And if it does happen, I'll just pretend that I paid a hundred dollars for Otani to be a blue Jay. I didn't do that. I regret it. And I probably should have done it. But it seemed like it was certain, man. It seemed like it was a slam dunk. We were talking about it. We were ready to purchase our Shelly Otani blue Jays jerseys. We were already drawing up hypothetical lineups. What are they going to do in this situation? You know, who's going to throw out the first pitch like Otani's this and that blah, blah, blah. Like we were so certain that it was going to happen. And then ah. when, uh, when things were really getting going on Friday to give people a little peek behind the curtain at nation headquarters, we had not one, <laughs> but two Shohei Otani Blue Jays Nation shirts ready to be dropped the moment it became official. And those will now forever live in the darkness. Although yesterday I was chatting with our, with our boss Jay and he was like, should we maybe just drop them just for funsies? And I actually feel like some people might buy them like as a gag gift. We can uh, just make a slight edit to the bottom and just say runner ups, like whatever <laughs> the shirt says, Showtime 2023 runner ups, Toronto Blue Jays, Shoei Otani sweepstakes 2023, um, second place, perhaps third place, maybe allegedly. Uh, I, I thought I was kind of over it, but just getting into things right now, reading the show notes you've prepared, it's this is going to be a painful episode, but let's let's dig into it. So when we did our last pod, it was kind of like, hey. Feeling like it's starting to get closer to 50-50. You and I, both pessimistic at different points, we're kind of both really buying in at that point of the sweepstakes. Like, okay, he doesn't fly to Dunedin if he doesn't firmly believe that he, or if there isn't a firm chance that he's actually going to make this leap. And then Friday, the plane gate. Um, everyone sees the plane leaving Southern California, coming to Toronto. And while that thing is in the air, speculation runs rampant that it's Shohei Otani. It absolutely peaks when John Morosi from MLB Network tweets out that it is Shohei on his way up to Toronto. And at that point, I mean, our pals at Blue Jays today, they were drinking beers out of water guns on their live stream. That is how excited they were. Coomzy, it felt like it was going to happen. And I think it's 
very notable to add in here. It felt like it was going to happen because reputable media members were saying it was going to happen. Yeah, this <clears throat> there was a there was a pretty significant sentiment afterwards that it was like, well, oh, oh, don't just fall for like random gossip on the Internet. Like this is just shit that people are making up. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. The plane thing. I, yeah. But people wouldn't have ran with that quite as much if J.P. Morosi, who goes on Sportsnet you know, once a week during the season to give what we all think in the audience is accurate news. If he didn't say Shohei Otani is on his way to Toronto, and that was Major League Baseball's official pages, their their Twitter account, their Instagram account, they, they produce graphics saying that they, they got everybody riled up. And then there was the Dodgers Nation guy, JP Hornstraw or whatever. And I mean, he'd been right about a handful of things, kind of like minor league signings, the Dodgers have done stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I guess that's one where you probably could be a little bit skeptical, but he's a baseball writers of associate, a baseball writers association of America member. Like these are supposed to be people that we're allowed to listen to. Otherwise, what's the point of of having these titles? Why would you put BBWAA in your, in your bio? If it doesn't mean anything, I'm not really sure it does anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of what really irked me. And I know it irked a lot of other Jays fans too, is when there was those big think pieces from people at Sportsnet, people from around the national media scene being like, yeah, like you said, this is why you can't just believe randoms on Twitter. This is why like journalistic integrity matters. And like, yes, I understand that. But the problem that your beef as a baseball writer of America or whoever at the end of this, your beef should not be with the fans who bought it. Your beef should be with your colleagues who spread inaccurate information where I'm willing to cut Morosi and Hornstra a little bit of slack is in the days after Otani signs with the Dodgers. And we'll talk about that contract in a bit. Obviously it kind of came out that the Jays were being used. I know a handful of different insiders have kind of said, you know, it was the Dodgers all along. This was Otani's camps way of getting the contract they wanted from the LA Dodgers. I mean, it also is entirely possible that members of Otani's camp were leaking information just to get people riled up. It is. It's entirely possible. And I mean, that's sort of the difficult thing we're going to what what we're all going to sort of draw from this is different things. There are people that are going to be, you know what? The Blue Jays were a finalist for Shoei Otani. He flew all the way to Dunedin. He's listened to the pitch. He was interested. He chose them kind of as the as the runner up. There is a chance that he would have considered. We'll never know. It's only in his head. There there are people that are going to believe that Rogers was ready to sign that contract. And then there's people that won't. They're going to think, you know what? The 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 only reason the Blue Jays were involved is because they were the easiest. Um, they were the e- easiest other team to get involved to make a, a big offer so that LA could wind up giving him more money, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of choose your own adventure, what you want to believe. But I mean, there are ultimately a lot of, a lot of things do point towards the blue Jays being really actually involved in this. I do believe that Rogers was prepared to make that offer. And I do, I do think that if there was going to be, if, if this was all about simply negotiations and it was just the Dodgers all along and we needed to find some way to up their offer, then you'd think they would use the San Francisco giants. Divisional rival, you'd think, right? Or maybe the Texas Rangers. It's another team where it would make sense to kind of up the pressure. That just makes sense to me. Like to to go come out of the blue and select the Toronto Blue Jays as the team that you're going to use as a bargaining chip to raise the offer of the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team in the National League West. I'm not sure it really necessarily fully adds up to me. So there's there's some conspiracy aspects that I'm like "Mm, interesting, but there's some where I'm like I I don't think the Blue Jays were just in this for a charade. I, I don't think this is the U Darvish situation. 
hundred percent. And I think what's interesting too, is like, this isn't a guy from Southern California who the whole time it's like, Oh, he's just going to go home and play for the Dodgers. Like the reason we bit so hard on this whole thing. And the reason why I think that I agree with you, there probably was a point where Otani considered it is because the storyline made sense, right? He's an international guy. He doesn't have ties outside of playing for the angels to Southern California. He doesn't have ties anywhere in North America. So the idea that Rogers would back up the Brinks truck for him, that from a business perspective, he can make a whole country fall in love with him and all that, like that all, all those boxes kind of that were checked in the thinking of like, okay, why does it make sense for him to come here? Like, they made sense. They were logical. So again, people love doing the hindsight of, oh, you didn't actually believe. How could you be so dumb to believe he was actually considering the Jays? But again, the player facility in Dunedin, this is a guy rehabbing a serious arm injury right now. Like that's a big check for the Toronto Blue Jays. Like it just, it made a lot of sense. So some of the discourse that came out in the 24 hours after his decision, it, it just bothered me a little bit because it painted Jays fans to be idiots. And it's like, Either you weren't paying attention or you're being intentionally obtuse in your criticism, because, again, it made sense in the moment that it was happening. It did. I, I, yeah, like I just said, there's yeah. there's 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 plenty of validity to think that Shohei Otani seriously considered the Blue Jays. And there's also validity to think that that Rogers was prepared to offer far and away the biggest contract in franchise history. I don't know if they had seven hundred million dollars U.S. written down. and That was something they were ready to do or if they had drawn the line at six hundred. But I mean, again, like this is this is something that I think we've we both echoed the same sentiment, which is coming up as the the, the runner up or the, the finalist third fourth team Choi Otani is better than being look at all the other collection of teams in the major leagues that weren't involved even even teams like the Red Sox the Yankees the Mets those are names that are always involved in these sorts of players and and they weren't there's a whole bunch of middling franchises where it's inconceivable like if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan did you think that you were going to sign Otani no and I mean for the Blue Jays there was there was valid hope and and to have that valid hope guide you through you know November and into December through the winter months of the baseball offseason and to feel good about that I, I think is a positive and it's the same thing the Jays have had two awful playoff losses in a row and it sucks both of them were awful to watch for different reasons the twins one was was just embarrassing to, to get squeezed out like that the, the the collapse against Seattle was brutal but but again like would you rather be losing those series in the playoffs or be finishing 80 and 82 every year and not being in the mix like I, I don't want to be critical of people who I don't want to be a gatekeeper and be like, Oh, flippantly, like you started cheering for the Jays in August of 2015, or you got interested in 2021 or so I don't want to be sarcastic like that. But at the end of the day, like uh, if, if you were around during the early two thousands, that whole decade, 2010s, even most of it, the Blue Jays weren't involved in any of this stuff and and simply just having them involved, I think is, is, is better than not. And if, if you want to be one of those curmudgeon types, who's just like, ah, this is all Rogers propaganda to make you want to buy a phone and watch the Blue Jays. then sure. Fine. You know what? That's fine. If you, if you want to feel, feel, feel like you're superior for thinking that then, then go for it. But at the end of the day, look, I've, I've been cheering for the Blue Jays since the early two thousands. It was a dark fucking time. Times are better now, even though the times aren't great. Yeah, I, I was just going to say times are better now that the franchise isn't walking around pretending to be a small market team anymore. Like that was ugly when you had to sit there and be like, oh, they're not signing anybody and they're doing the whole drug budget. And it's like, well, hold up. No, I know you have billions of dollars. The fact that now and again, even if you want to believe the Otani thing was a charade, you can look back to Kevin Gosman, Hunjin Ryu, 
George Springer in more or less consecutive off seasons. And now I got the order wrong there. But when this team or a front office likes a free agent, they go get them. And this was the same thing here. They were willing to go get Shohei Otani. He just had to choose them. So yes, it gave us a lot of fun for a couple of weeks there to follow this thing. And I think ultimately as a Jays fan, as much as maybe you could call this a loser mentality, you can walk away from this going, we have a front office who is willing to go keep the competitive open and use their wallets to do so. And we have an ownership group in Rogers who, if they see something that they like and it makes business sense, they'll spend for it. They're not sitting there hugging the purse strings or whatever, however the saying goes, like they're willing to spend to make this team better. Yeah, this isn't look with within the past decade, we were sitting here talking about whether whether all the guys on the team could defer money, pass a hat around and throw some coins in so they can sign Urban Santana and have a recognizable name in their pitching staff. That's what we were talking about within the last decade. This isn't even like 1998 stuff. This is this was this happened in like 2013, 14, like the. This is how far the, the the thing has come since then. I mean, I don't know. Like, um, it's not like they just went for Otani or made it like like with like with Darvish again. Like, I bring it up. Like, they they made that offer for Darvish. They were involved, and then of course they missed Dowdy. They don't get him, and then what do they do? Nothing. And then this year, at least, you know, when they strike out on Otani, yeah, Juan Soto's not there anymore. But there's still Yamamoto, Bellinger, even re-signing Matt Chapman, uh, Jorge Soler. There's still names. The Blue Jays are going to get somebody. Something's going to happen. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about what could come next for the Toronto Blue Jays in a bit. But let's talk about that contract that Otani signs with the L.A. Dodgers. My prediction, I think, when this all started was that Otani would sign for 12 years and like 550 or 575 was my guess. 700 million? Inconceivable. 700 million over only 10 years? Bananas when I saw it. And then you see the structure of the deal and the fact that the contract will only pay him $2 million per year for that first 10 years with 68 million per year deferred until after the contract ends. He'll have a $46 million luxury tax cap it rather than a $70 million one. And the $700 million price tag grabs your attention. But I mean, I am not a smart economics major or anything like that. I know $680 million in today's dollars versus 10 years from now dollars is not the same. Like as much as this is a $700 million contract, it's also weirdly not a $700 million contract. They gamed the system a little bit, which we'll get into. It's a very confusing thing to try break down is kind of my point. Yeah, this is this 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 really isn't what this is why things like this are so difficult to predict where you sit there and talk about, oh, who's got the cash for Otani and what does it look like? Oh, the Jays could do this. The Dodgers could do that. The Angels. It's so hard to predict this stuff because who who had this who had this predicted? Shoei Otani is going to take two schmills in cash over the course of his 10 year deal uh, per year and then and then get a bunch of money after what what this looks like to me. And again, like you said, I'm, <laughs> I'm not an expert in this kind of stuff at all. I'm sort of speculating. And this is largely an aggregation of what I've read. Just what, what people are talking about as well is that this sort of looks like you're going to get some, some amount of ownership of, of the team. Eventually, as time goes along, we always talk about that here, of course, in Edmonton, if Connor McDavid resigns with the others, you'd think that long-term that results in you owning a portion of the team, like Mario Lemieux in Pittsburgh, that was a thing that happened as well. So maybe that's how this cash thing is going to work out. But he's also apparently got wording in his contract that essentially demands the Dodgers use his, and I think it was Tom Verducci of, of Sports Illustrated who had this, and he said, based on Otoni's generosity with his contract, the Dodgers have to there and spend 
uh, competitively every single season, or he might have some kind of opt out or something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure about the specifics, but there is apparently writing in the contract that demands they use that savings to spend to be competitive. So I don't think the Dodgers are done this winter. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's more left when it comes to them building their all-star team. Is this good or bad for the game? That's the question that's been floated around a lot as of late. And I think it's an interesting one. On one hand, part of the beauty of baseball is that you can spend, right? Like, no, if your team stinks, you can almost always directly point to your ownership and go, if you spent a little, you could buy us a better team. And I I like that they don't have the hard cap in that sense, because again, as a fan of a team with money, it gives them the option to go out and keep players if they want to. All they got to do is spend. On the other hand, this like if the Dodgers would have just went and spent $70 million a year on Otani, I would have been like, whew, hurts your chances to maybe sign some other guys with the luxury tax. But damn it, I respect that. This feels greasy to me in a way. It feels like it's gaming the system a little bit. And now we're going to have to sit and watch as the Dodgers go build an all-star team. And I'm not convinced that that is good for the game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm of a few minds on this one. I remember it's it's got to be what, like 12, 13 years ago, the LeBron James signed in Miami. And they they that was the first kind of modern era super team built through free agency where Chris Bosh leaves Toronto, signs in Miami. Dwayne Wade's already there. LeBron James signs there and people were pissed. They were they were they were upset because he left Cleveland, the loyalty thing. Uh, I don't know, like having the, the Miami Heat be the the villain of the NBA at that time, I don't think was necessarily a bad thing. I think it was good for narratives. It was fun, but I don't know if it's unlocked a positive thing. I don't know if the NBA is now better that players are always talking about moving around. And as soon as a guy enters the league, it's like, oh, he was friends with this guy in the past or this guy and this guy share an agent. They're going to go play for this team, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it is or if it's good or bad. I'm not really a huge NBA guy, but it also has a huge following. There's a, a lot of people that love following this kind of stuff the rumors and the gossip and maybe that's just what mlb will sort of move to as time goes along maybe that's what all of the sports leagues are going to move to more player movement more free agency more of that i'm not really sure but that that like what you said this is this is sort of a reality of baseball is it it, it does it has the capacity for super teams because teams are allowed to go out and spend. And, and it's been quite some time since, since a team like the Yankees went out and just built an impossible expensive roster that just did amazingly well. Like the Mets tried to do this last year. They, they made all these huge acquisitions and it just didn't work out at all. You know, you, you look at the LA Dodgers and uh, it's not a perfect roster. Like they, they don't have a great pitching staff. The depth isn't spectacular. Look, there's a, this is a team that, that hasn't gone deep in the playoffs in a few years. So you never know. Like I, I don't think, MLB, it's bad necessarily to have a villain like the Dog Dodgers where everyone can root against them. They're kind of like the evil empire Yankees now. I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but uh, I'm a little skeptical of this whole thing. Like it, it doesn't feel like it's fair. What's the point of having competitive balance tax if 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 there's going to be a way around it like this, right? It, all, it, it being an NHL fan, what this feels like to me is we're now setting the table for the next lockout. Oh man, that is, that is a spooky thought. Um, Yeah. Like the idea that if the Dodgers are so good for the next number of years that every other team or almost every other team would just band together and go salary cap time. And it's like, Oh boy, now we're really going to get to an interesting spot. Um, I, I like the, what you said about the villains. I know our boy, Brett, our producer is a big Dodgers guy. Like I, I can't wait to watch them lose. I think the memes of them and it's like, 
can't wait for the 110 win Dodgers to lose to the 84 win Rockies next year in the wildcard round. I will be rooting against them so hard. And I'm kind of excited to root against them now. So maybe having the presence of a villain in Major League Baseball is good. Granted, if they actually are a super team and they win 120 games next year and then steamroll their way to the playoff or through the playoffs and win a World Series, it will feel lame. I just won't watch the World Series then. Oh, well. Um, But the idea of this thing going up in flames and not working in year one, it sounds so delicious to me. I I really, really want to see that storyline play out. So in that sense... I'll probably be playing, paying closer attention to the Dodgers than I have in years past. But you mentioned they need a lot still. There's talk today as we record this that they're finalizing or close on a deal to get Tyler Glass now from the Tampa Bay Rays. So it will be fascinating to see how they load up this roster in the next month. Yeah, there's uh, apparently the trade coming through Glass now, and there's talk about there was speculation it was Randy or Rosarena based on an Instagram post he made. It showed a picture of him and Otani at the Baseball Classic. Uh, I don't know if that means anything. And there's also talk about the Dodgers being in on Yamamoto as well. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to have a they're going to continue to have a big off season. It'll be interesting to see if if any more players sign these deferral contracts or if this is going to be just an Otani thing, because his his agent after the deal was signed kind of went on and said, "Well, Joey Otani's the most unique player in baseball, so he's going to sign the most unique contract." And I wonder if if, if this is something we're going to see because I, I bring up the point about this being a topic of the next lockout. I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world if Otani's the only one that does it. But if next offseason we see the Mets going and doing this and then we see the Yankees doing it because the Mets did it and then the Giants have to do it because the Dodgers did it and then, hey, maybe the Jays go and do something like this and then you have five or six teams doing it and then your entire middle class and lower class of whatever sub $100 million payroll rosters are going to be pissed because this is how a lot of teams like Oakland A's owner John Fisher, this is how he makes all of his cash is (laughs) through recircling the money that the rich teams spend. So look, if the Dodgers are going to be able to get through without with paying considerably less for Otani on the luxury tax, then this might be a problem. Someone had a tweet and it it was while Otani was still deciding. And it's like the Oakland A's have offered Otani $1 a year for 700 million years. And then at the end, they quote tweeted it and go, actually not that far off. And it's like, yeah, when you, when you look back, it's basically a 20 year deal here for Shohei Otani with the way his money is, uh, spread out. I think the Rosarena thing is absolutely hilarious because he also feels like the type of guy who knows exactly what he's doing when he posts that and might just be trying to get that thing going in the right direction. Um, so we'll see. The Dodgers, they are, like you said, there's apparently wording in the contract that they will spend on the team for Shohei Otani. Uh, let's talk about what's next for the Toronto Blue Jays, or we will talk about what's next for the Toronto Blue Jays, but first we're going to step aside for a quick break. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Coomzy, it took less than 24 hours or less than 36 hours or whatever from when Otani signed to when the Cody Bellinger rumor started popping up. His wife goes on Instagram, shares a nice Instagram story of the Toronto skyline and the CN Tower, and everyone's going, giddy up. We're ready to do it again. We're ready to get our hearts broken again. Uh, what do you make of this Bellinger talk? I mean, the idea that he could command $250 million in free agency has me, the, the price tag has me worried. But again, at the beginning of this offseason, I said he was my dream target. So I got to stand by that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical of Bellinger. I've read, I've always been a Cody Bellinger guy. Like I'll I'll say after talking a lot of crap about the LA Dodgers that they were my second team for a while. They were my National League team. I'm talking about this in the past tense. They're no longer my National team. I got to find <laughs> yes. a new NL West team. Um, yeah, like the Cody Bellinger was a was a great player for the Dodgers for years, and then he he messed up his arm playing in the in the playoffs in 2020, making I think it was a great catch in the outfield or something like that. Injured himself and just hasn't really been the same since. And then signed the one year deal with Chicago and had a lot of good basic numbers, you know, good batting average, good OPS, hit some bombs. Everything kind of looks good. But then uh, a bunch of the, the stats people on Twitter pointed out his hard hit rate is quite poor. So this kind of like the opposite of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in that he is not hitting the ball very hard, but is but found good results. And that's maybe not the profile that you want, but I don't know, because I've also just spent the past couple of years watching Vlad hit the piss out of the ball and having, you know, some of the better, the all red thing on a baseball savant. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this guy should be good, but he's not, unfortunately. So I don't know, maybe maybe Bellinger in Toronto makes a lot of sense. The money seems huge. I don't I don't think the Jays should go ahead and strike out on Otani and then sign a terrible contract in free agency. And I worry that Bellinger is the player that might be the terrible contract in free agency. So but you also don't want to come up empty handed because <laughs> there's a lot of spots in the roster you have to fill. And then also you got the fans all riled up about Otani. You got to sell all these tickets, all these premium luxury tickets where where people are going to be. The word was that they were coming in three or five years contracts for those luxury seats, the new ones. So getting people to invest that amount of money over a period of time where you're not really sure if the team's going to be good for years to come, right? Bo and Vlad are two years each away from free agency. Maybe the window's on its way to closing and you kind of have to do something this winter to prove otherwise. And I guess signing Cody Bellinger might be that, but I don't know how much he really moves the needle or if, or if that even winds up being a good deal at all. MLB.com. There's an article up there ranking the best landing spots for Bellinger. The Jays are listed at number one. Another player who they reportedly had some level of interest in, but is now off the board is Jung-Hoo Lee. The Giants agreed to terms with him on a six-year $113 million contract the other day. So he's off the board as well. Um, I, I mean, there's a part of me that thinks there's more upside in Bellinger than Chapman, right? Like, if Matt Chapman's going to go and get an offer from someone for 180 million and then you can spend 225 and get Bellinger, 
I think I choose Bellinger in that situation. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think based on the Blue Jays and their positional needs and maybe the upside, you probably go with Bellinger. But we've talked about this before. I, I, I think Matt Chapman's kind of become... How do you word this for, for Blue Jays fans? He's kind of become something you get sick of when you watch him too much. And I mean, we have to think back to two years ago before there was Matt Chapman and we were watching the Kevin Biggio, Santiago Espinal, Jake Lamb, Bravik Valera, whatever the hell at third base. And that sucked. And Matt Chapman showed up and look, his at bats are not always fun to watch more often than not. They're very painful to watch because I have never seen anyone strike out through like middle fastballs at, you know, mid nineties miles per hour than that. But his defense is so good that I think the blue Jays will lose a tremendous amount like there's a lot of pitch to contact guys guys that rely on defense a little bit in their rotation and I, I i think we're kind of underrating how important matt chapman's been to the blue jays in the past couple of years because of how frustrating his at-bats are and i understand like matt chapman on a 200 million dollar deal to put up like a 750 ops it's not the best but look at the market man look at what people are getting paid like Lee got paid way more by the Giants than I think he got paid twice as much as what he was projected to get by MLB trade rumors. So like the free agent market's going wild. So Blue Jays were the Rogers found $700 million, apparently something thereabouts to pay for Otani. They, the, these contracts shouldn't be that detrimental perhaps. I don't think there's like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, if you were ready to commit 60 bucks to Otani, go commit 25 to Bellinger and go commit 20 to Chapman. And there you go. But I, I think it was pretty obvious yeah. that there was a larger business case to be made for spending that money on Otani. Like you sign Otani, you instantly sell tens of millions of dollars in jerseys. You sign Bellinger. Not too many kids are waking up Christmas morning with a Cody Bellinger Jays jersey under the Christmas tree, right? As much as I think he's going to be an impactful player, not the same star power there. So I don't think we should be expecting the Jays to go now, just spend $70 million on free agents for this upcoming season. Another disappointing part about the, the market right now is that it's kind of heavy in, on pitching. I mean, when you look, the White Sox are looking to move an arm. We have the Glasnow rumors to the Dodgers, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Blake Snell. Like there are a lot of arms and the Jays don't need arms really, right? Like their rotation feels kind of set for next season. But there is still talk. They're kind of nibbling around the edges in the mix on Yamamoto. Are you buying it at all? I don't have any faith that they're going to get this guy as much as I would love it. And I think he's an electric talent. This feels like a Dodgers Yankees big market kind of signing. Yeah, I think it does too. It 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 sort of feels like there's going to be that handful of teams that are all sort of in the mix. There's the Dodgers, there's the Mets, there's the Yankees, Blue Jays, it's going to be the Red Sox, probably the Cubs, teams like that. Maybe you'll see the Texas Rangers in there, whatever. And there's going to be a handful of teams. And like you said, it's probably going to be between the Yankees or the Dodgers. He, it, it, there's always been an indication that the Yankees were his destination. He wants to play under the big lights at Yankee Stadium. But then also, of course, Otani signing in LA makes this a bit of a game changer. Maybe he'll go join forces with Otani in the, on the Dodgers. Who knows? I, I I, I would be shocked if the Blue Jays signed Yamamoto, but you know, maybe they might see this and be like, you know what, we got to offer an absurd contract to somebody this offseason to generate some hype. And I'd rather do it to a 25 year old pitcher who won the Japanese version of the Cy Young Award three years in a row and, and kind of extends our core more so than Chapman, who's already 30. Bellinger's a couple years younger, but again, like, a little bit more of a risk long-term. And then, like you said, like the, the Blue Jays have a pretty set rotation next year. You have Gosman, Barrios, Bassett, Kikuchi, and Alec Manoa. Mitch White's on the 40-man roster. Again, Ricky Tiedemann's in the mix. It's a handful of names to fill out a pitching staff. But then again, you can also 
sell high on Yusei Kikuchi, who's one year away from free agency. And given the way contracts are going, if he has another season like he did in 2023, he's going to command it. like a stupid sum of money that you're probably not going to want to pay. So you may as well get out in front of it and go sign a pitcher now, trade one of your other veteran pitchers for somebody else. Maybe that's how they're going to do it. Honestly, it's really hard to say. It's it's when, when Otani was on the market, there was like a very clear path for the Blue Jays. This guy will be a game changer for you. He's a perfect fit. Now there's a bunch of players who are, you're kind of a good fit, but maybe this guy's a better fit. Maybe you're not a fit there isn't anything perfect now. Nothing's, nothing's that straightforward. So it's difficult to predict what's going to happen next. The only thing is if there's a player on the trade market that we haven't even speculated about yet. Right. And I know our boy, Brennan Delaney is doing God's work on Twitter, riling up other fan bases, throwing out all sorts of names, guys like Luis Robert from the Chicago White Sox. Um, I don't think there's that big, big splash coming for the Jays just because I don't think their system has the oomph needed to go get it unless a team is madly in love with Alec Manoa and is willing to treat him in terms of trade value like you would treat a young potential ace. I, I don't see that, though. So I think the most likely outcome here is the rotations being ran back the same as it was last year. And this team just goes into next year with one of Matt Chapman or Cody Bellinger on the roster. And they're going to just nibble around the edges for the rest, right? Like if they go get, let's say it's Bellinger, then they'll go sign a veteran third baseman to just try to be a bit of a stopgap there. If they bring back Chapman, they'll go sign Jorge Soler to be an extra power batter, Teoscar Hernandez to be a power bat in the outfield. I think they're going to get one of those two guys and nibble around the edges. Do you have a different prediction for how things will play out? No, that sounds about right. I think it's going to be more, not the exact same version of what we saw last year, where it was a whole bunch of guys coming in on one year deals, but it might be a shorter term thing where, like I said, you don't miss out on Shoei Otani and then sign two contracts that completely hemorrhage you for years to come. You don't sign, you know, Bellinger and Chapman for a combined $650 million because then it makes it impossible to re-sign Bo and Vlad or add anybody next year. And then it's just disaster. I, I don't think that's necessarily the move. So there, there are names in the trade market. The one that I keep circling back to is Jose Ramirez from Cleveland because you have a bunch of teams with, with, with difficulties with their TV contracts and revenue. There's always been talk about Jose Ramirez in Cleveland because of the Cleveland crew connection. Mark Shapiro, of course, is very familiar with with Jose Ramirez, and there was talk about him a few years ago. There was a who was it? Was it Carlos Barga or whatever his name yeah. was that that like said it was on the on the finish line? So <laughs> before there was the Otani saga, there was the Ramirez saga. We've gone through this so many times now. I'm gonna that that's the player that I'm gonna get on board with. I was on I was really on board with with Jose Ramirez as a Blue Jay a few years ago, and I'm gonna get back on that train now. Man, if Cleveland's TV deal is causing them financial problems, like we just said a couple of minutes ago, there doesn't seem to be a perfect fit. He actually is still a perfect fit for this team. When you look at a switch hitting third baseman, like yeah. exactly what they need. He's both Bellinger and Chapman at the same time. Um, we'll see. Maybe he shakes loose in Cleveland. You're, you're giving us hope to end the podcast, Coombsy, and I exactly. appreciate that. Uh, that'll be a wrap on episode 192 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. Shohei signs with the Dodgers. Part of me says we should have seen it coming all along, but I, I will never trade those memories of that brief two-hour window when we believed Otani was going to be a Blue Jay. Uh, Coomzy, as news breaks, we'll keep dropping new episodes of this podcast. So if you're listening, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from and go find us on YouTube as well, where you can watch the podcast in video form. Uh, Coomzy, thanks for doing this, buddy. And we'll chat again soon. Best wishes. 
Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.